Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's in between. That means if your kids are listening, then you might want to turn it down because Richard's potty mouth is not getting bleeped this week. And I've forgotten how to do a magic trick. And Sean sucks at magic. So we have a few things we want to touch on pop culture-wise. We've we've not been together for a little bit, and we've not had a chance to talk about something. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the absolute major humongo news that Richard had this week. Tell tell the listeners what happened for you at Zeus. Who came in? Oh, I was was like – I took a really good dump earlier. No, I mean, that was huge. You just said that's a usual, that's a Sean line. I know, it's a Sean line. But what I are had, you doing? I don't know. You're the so one anyway, that I usually look to when Sean starts out, I just focus on Richard. I couldn't think of anything shocking to say. So, we had a comic book legend Rob Liefeld came into the store on creator Wednesday. Of Deadpool, uh, creator of Deadpool, Cable, Domino, Domino X-Force, uh, Shatterstar. One of the founders of Image Comics, went off to Youngblood over Image Comics. He came back to Marvel Comics uh, for a new book called Major X. It was a number one, and he came to my store and signed. And uh, he was awesome. So how this basically unfolded is uh, one week ago, he asked on Twitter... Who is your favorite comic shop in Dallas to okay. his fans? Mm-hmm. Yep. And one of my customers replied to him and a couple of other stores customers replied to him and I noticed it and I, I added him back and I right. said, well, it's new comic book day. I don't know if this is for you or for a friend, but we got new comic books on the wall. Uh, if it's for something else, let me know. We're an Eisner winning store in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He DM'd me pretty quickly and we started a dialogue that he was going to be around and wanted to do a signing in Dallas for the release of Matrix number one. Nice. So from Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, I had one week to put together a massive signing. And that means I had to find several hundred copies of his book to get into, into the store. Right. I mean, even though it was a release for the... Like the you were cleaning out Marvel's stock, right? Yeah, I, I basically... The, the book went to a second printing because I, I bought the rest of their stock. Okay. They were going to sell it anyway. <laughs> But by Thursday morning, I had several hundred copies on the way to the store. Okay. Uh, and it, we, we ran some ads on Instagram and Facebook. We talked about it on Twitter. He retweeted it. And when he came to, store, to the store on Wednesday, he, he signed from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. He was there for four hours. And it was a two to two and a half hour wait just to meet him. Wow. And I'll tell you, you know. He, he he had kind of a meteoric rise in the '90s. He was in a what is a Levi or Lee's jeans commercial. commercial yeah, he uh, was on uh, uh, like talk shows. Yeah, like when uh, Youngblood Number One came out. How old was he when he did all that stuff in the mid twenties? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think he's I think he's probably our age. Our age. Yeah. Um. So what? Honestly, what I was expecting is I was expecting a uh, industry veteran that had uh, a meteoric rise and I was expecting somewhat honestly expecting somebody to be a little bit of a diva I was expecting diva, that yeah. kind of a, a thing and he was the complete opposite of that really he'd just done three conventions and was doing kind of this last pitch to promote the book and he came in and he was just full of energy and he spent so much time with every single person that was there it was it was it was uh, just such a nice wonderful moment to have and to see right 
and you know whatever you think of of comic book creators and whatever you think of their shining moment this man really just put it all out there and I, i'm I'm, a, I'm a, i was a, i was a fan before now i'm just a, a huge fan of his just because of how amazing he was with everybody that was there we sold through pretty much every single copy that we had and he signed every single one of those comic books for took free pictures with people he took pictures free. with fans i mean it was amazing it was really cool that, that's great to hear because <clears throat> I'll be honest, I'm not usually one of those people that really gives a crap about anybody signing it. I don't become enamored by that kind of thing. And that's when when this happened and Sean said, are you coming down? I, I wanted to come, but I also had kid things. Like, I can't come and I don't really know enough about him to worry about it. And plus, I always dread that moment of somebody signing going, uh-huh, thanks. And just, I, I don't, that ruins the illusion for me and I don't want that. So I'm thrilled to hear he wasn't that way when we had talked about he and i had talked about it and I've, I've talked about it with other comic book guests and go when you go to a comic book show it might be just a little bit different than when you go to a store signing okay you know when you go to a show the show that people have paid to get in mm-hmm. they they kind of line up to go see guests and yes they are fans but a lot of times there is a i want something kind of a mentality at it right this was definitely much more of a party and so he wanted to make sure that everybody had a good time and he really did take the time, and he signed copies of Major X for free. Now, if you'd brought something else to him, he would have he was charged, charging for he that. He charges yeah. normal conventions fee, um, but everything that he was getting from the store, he was doing. He was for signed free. for free, which is which is amazing, absolutely amazing. So, I have to ask this from a business standpoint: when you're doing that, is your store open for business as well? So, these people, hopefully, that are standing around, can spend money within your store as well. We yes. had a, hopefully we had a really good sales day. Good overall. Um, I don't mean to reduce was, it to dollars. Were, I'm just fascinated by that. There were some expenses put behind it, so I don't know if it was like a money-making day, but right. it was definitely a good day. I what, I what I loved about it is that we do an online checklist system where people pick up their books they want on Sunday. And so when people were calling saying, hey, how do I reserve this book? I said, go use our checklist. And so I probably had about 40 people use Learning the checklist it, for the yeah. first time. That's great. That was great exposure. I would say at least a third of the people had never been to my store before that yeah. were in the, in the store that day. So it was great exposure. Now, just by the nature of having a signing that large, you really couldn't shop in the store because okay. there were so many people there. It was, yeah, people it went, against the wall. It went from, from, from the back of the store to the front of the store, down the side of the store, all the way down the comic book wow. wall, all the way outside. We haven't opened, opened the back door so people go out into the alley. So I'm curious in that situation. Let's say that I don't want his autograph. Can I come in and just shop? Yes. You can, but I did have several, oh, had several customers that were like... Because it was a Wednesday. So it was, it was a new Wednesday. comic day. I had several customers like, yeah, I pulled up, saw what was going on, and I drove off. Yeah. So I saw them on Thursday. Thursday was a good sales day, too, just Yeah, but those are good customers that are, they realize they're going to come back when they can't deal with oh, it. Yeah, I'm just yeah, curious yeah. about that new person that might come along, and they're there for the first time and don't want it, and... Or maybe just want to look and go, saw him, and walked out, and right. they bought a couple of comics. Well, I mean, time. if you'd walked in and saw how much time it was taking, you would not have – you would have you would have wanted to get in that line because you knew you would have gotten some quality time and not just what you said. That's eh, great. Here's yeah. your comic book. Eh, here's your right. comic book, you know? Right. So – but uh, this started because you had a bad experience at one point. Yes, I did. We, we, were, we, were, we were – Sean was showing us a comedy sketch, and there was uh. a comedian on there, and, and you – there's a comedian that that I love. I've watched a lot of his stuff with other people and my 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 wife and daughter. And it's been one of those that you know when a bad day has occurred, we'll sit around and watch it. We'll giggle, and it kind of lets that tension go. The company that I work for did a big event in New York. This comedian was hired to ride around on a double decker bus, and my job was to hook it up with cameras and capture his interactions where he's funny. And he could not have been 
a worse human being to be around. Now, we all have bad days. We all have days where we don't want to be there. However, <clears throat> it's just like I told you guys last night. I played a gig at a local brewery here last night. Yep. When I play that gig, I'm an employee of that place. Yeah. And I am, especially my band. My band played. I have seven people, including myself, in this band. And I, they know I am not a hard ass. But when we're there, if you threw out diva shit, you go outside, you do not do that there. You are there to make these people drink more and have a good time. Yeah. I felt the same way with this comedian that, you know, that person's being paid. They should show up and you are gracious. You are, you you do your job, you're kick ass. It's, I know that we're all people. I know we have these things, but it's so disappointing when you, you find somebody and you think, wow, when I watch them here, they're so on, they're paid to be here. And, and I know it was not a small fee. They were paid. Well, and that's, and that's why Rob impressed me at the signing mm-hmm. because I know <coughs> with the 200 plus people that came to meet him when he spent three and five minutes with every single one of the person, they're making the same jokes because they think they're original. They're asking the same odd questions that might be a tad too personal. They're, they're right. asking for more than he's willing to give at times on what to sign and fees and things like that. So you have to be a professional, and but the- you also have to recognize that these are the people that are then going to buy your work, continue going forward, and talk about you. So on top you- of that, he had his son out there taking pictures for so him. When, yeah. when and his people- son lives in this area, correct? You, uh, nearby. Ish. He goes to school. Okay. But, I mean, to your, to your point, when you have to interact with the public, you have to turn it on. You, you have do. to be somebody – and even if you realize you have to kind of separate that persona from who you are in real life, who you are in real life then becomes that private thing that you find Absolutely. that moment. You know, I'm being paid. I'm at this gig. I got to be there. I got to be – I'm an employee of the club. Right. I am, I am now a personality. People expect to see me in a particular way. I'm going to be that person knowing that in three hours I can shut it all off. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that he was right. not that person the, the, the right. comedian you, you thought you to that about. point last night you know I, I had a few friends come out to this that and i really didn't advertise it. it's the first time this band's played anywhere but there comes a point we play a song and i had already told the band we're gonna play this and this is it's a pop song do you remember the song 500 miles mm-hmm. yeah i would walk 500 yeah. well if you ever listen to that that's actually kind of an irish jig and that's the way we play it i have a banjo and a fiddle in the background and i'm like we're gonna play it like an irish jig and it's an irish drinking song and if i don't get that whole crowd and there were probably 50 60 people yeah. sitting around just nice. last night and i was like if i don't get them drinking then i'm not done my job because they every one of them need to order another round of beers because they're so excited the people weren't singing along with me and i told them to sing along so what i did I walked off the stage and I climbed on someone's table and I'm in the middle of the club and I was like, band, bring it down. And I'm singing without a microphone and I got people up and doing, that's what that's you do. A good job. And, and, yeah, and awesome. so other like people that. are like, Oh my God, I never thought you'd be that. And Shelly, my wife was like, um, yeah, you don't know him very well. <laughs> when it's there, I will go wholesale and I will just knock my ass out until I do my job. But then when you step off, you're your person. The, right. It's a persona. And even I think when he steps in and he's signing that, that is a persona to an extent. My favorite songwriter of the whole world, Bruce Springsteen, says, Bruce Springsteen, you know, is not the Bruce Springsteen I am. Right. Because that's the persona I've created, and that's my art, and this is who I am when I'm away from it. People that, – that, that is true. I mean people – the the who, who I am in the store is largely who I am, but – there's a different level of you're me, a little bit on when me you're being more working. 100% yeah. and me being more outgoing versus me who's a little more at home. I mean, when I'm there for nine hours and it's nine at eight or nine o'clock at night and I'm ready to go home, I kind of shut down. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, absolutely, I don't, I'm not engaging. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, you I'm had to be a persona within the store too. And people want to talk to you, but everything has to come down, right? Yeah. I and mean, there's definitely a point when people walk in the store where you have, to like, all right. 
I'm who they need me to be right now. Yeah. Right. I'm whatever they want. And I cannot take my baggage and give it to them. Right. And they're going to walk into the store and I have no idea what they've been dealing with either. And trust me, they're going to bring me their baggage from time to time. Absolutely. They're in a bad mood because they just lost their job. They're in a bad mood because they just got into a fight in the car. They're in a bad mood because their kid is acting up. They're in a bad mood because they got a flat tire. They're walking elated because they have a brand new job and they want to spend some money. They, they, you know, there's all sorts of things that, that everybody is fighting a secret battle that you don't know about. So be nice to everybody. So when you, when they walk in the store that I, I cannot give them my stuff. I have to be, and I cannot take what they do. If I say hello to somebody and they don't say hello back, I can't take that person. person. I don't know. Just last night I had a guy and this is inevitable when you're a musician, some guy's going to come up and go, I'm a bassist, blah, 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 blah. Everybody in that – every time you have an audience from a musician, somebody out there plays something. Now, yeah. whether you can play at the level we do or whether I can play at the level you do, I don't give a shit. But when, when that guy starts it, I'm like, really, dude, what would you play, man? And I'm asking him questions, right. and I'm keeping him going. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's people – you know, you do these kind of things. Then somebody comes up, oh, my God, you played this song. Well, you know what? It connected with me in the same way. You find these stories. You find these relations, and all you want those moments, just like when you're at work, is you want to draw the people in. And make them feel valued. And I'm not trying to be disingenuous, but you're you're playing a bit of a, a role, and it cathartically allows them to venture beyond it. Now, speaking of playing a role, we're gonna we're gonna step into something you may not know that Sean and I experienced pop culture wise because it's party, it's playing a role, and it's music. It was the conclusion of the TV show Crazy uh, Ex Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Did you know about Crazy Have you Ex-Girlfriend, Crazy? Richard? I've never watched Crazy oh, Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, it's so good. No. So on CW. Is that the one that she plays music? Is that the one Kelly talks about? It, it's I don't a musical. know Kelly talks about, but it's a... Does it she is, sing songs? It's original yes. music. Okay. It's not, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah, not yeah. Glee where they're doing the, covers. Do it ended? How many seasons was it? Five. Uh, was five. it four or five? Five. Okay. So... At, was it canceled it, it, or just come to its natural? They end? ended it naturally. They okay. ended it naturally, but the network also kind of said okay, and they've been very supportive. It's first well, year won a gold. Four well, seasons. What they network won, is it on? It was CW. four seasons. Sorry, four seasons. It was on CW. It won a Golden Globe the first year, which Golden Globes are full of shit and they're usually bought, but still, um, it <laughs> it was a very clever show where this young lady is a lawyer. She sees her former high school uh, crush. It, yeah. Not even. It's not just a crush. He they went to summer camp together. Yeah, they went summer, to summer camp, camp crush. together when they were kids. And right away, this it it opens with this song when she decides to follow him without any provocation to West Covina. She moved from New York to and, L.A. or not to L.A. but West Covina. And it's literally written like a Broadway song. West, West Covina, California. To the point that at the end, she's in an area that has a pretzel sign on it, and she literally rides the pretzel sign up with the camera. And it's shot beautifully. And then it becomes this dissection of mental illness. Mental illness. Oh, And wow. they actually tackle some of it, even to the point, my favorite song in the entire show is when she got her diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It is just this over-the-top diagnosis thing, but really when you listen to it, the depths of what they're talking about from mental illness. It, personal problems. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wow. And they would touch on hip-hop. They would touch on things. They even did a, a La La Land kind of send-up of one song. Well, the, the show ended, and it, it played with a lot of rom-com tropes. Yeah. And it was all about <clears throat> that she had three boyfriends, and she couldn't decide between them. And if you've not watched it, then mute us for a second. Well, okay, yeah. I'm gonna, since Richard's never watched it, I'm going to tell him. At the ends. At the end of it, she decides not to be with any of the, the guys because okay. she comes to her friend, her dearest friend, and says, 
that her friend calls her out. She says, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to you, you all of a sudden look off. And she went, oh, yeah. oh do you want to know why? And she said, look off with me. And they very, they play with the convention. The fact that they're having a musical interlude. And she takes her into the musical interludes. And she says, when you do that, I'm, I'm think, singing musicals. And, and you get it. And so at the very end, instead of choosing a boy, she said, I've done something else. And she's taking music lessons. And she goes, this she's is the first write. song I've written. And here it goes. And right when she goes to play at the with show, cuts to, cuts to black. And that scene of it. So be... she's writing musicals about herself. Yeah. Wow. And it's beautiful. Now, did you watch the concert yeah, afterwards? afterwards? I'm surprised. At this point, I'm surprised they don't do that as a stage play. So she's talked about uh, mm-hmm. Rachel Bloom. Bloom. Thank you. I, I was right there on tip because of my tongue. Couldn't... Rachel and Rebecca are Jewish names. Bloom and Bunch are flower names. So that's why she changed it up. I, I, it was one of those that I knew mm-hmm. I couldn't find Her the name. Her name is Rachel Bloom and the... TV show, she plays Rebecca Bunch. And she started oh, out as a okay. YouTube sensation writing her own music. and really About wanting to fuck, fuck Carl Sagan, yeah, I think it was. Or, yeah. or Albert Einstein, uh, one of the yeah. two. But, you know, it was, and then talks about, um, she has a song about tits are just bags of fat. I think yeah. that was the name of it, bags of fat. And she's very funny, cutting and funny. And so they got the attention of the network. Wow, you can write this and the stuff's catchy. So she gets this show. And she is... An attractive woman, but she is not what you would call television attractive. No. She is very N- normal, hippie, attractive. very belly, yeah. very big breasted. But, but she's cute as she can be. A and ton she would of play that up in the show, like yeah. when she's trying to get dressed sexy and stuff, how hard it is to I, get I, into I, her clothes. I, I love shows that have real people in them. I well, mean, this show Char- has a ton of those. Charlotte love looking at models from time to time on a certain level. Attractive people are attractive, but I don't like it when a show is populated entirely by attractive but people. But it was very had- smart, too, from the pretty people standpoint. There were a lot of pretty people that had issues with being the pretty people that no one sees me for they, more they than the They don't pay attention person. to me because I'm pretty. They pay attention to me because I'm pretty. It was a very smart show from those... The only, the they, only- have, they have an attractive gay guy, and then they have... What you would call a normal right. gay guy. I mean, they have a, a boss with a mustache. He's just a gay guy. But no, actually, he's not gay. He's bisexual. Yes, and he? He yeah. had his, whole, then they his have song was bi- about being bisexual. About, like, it's being hilarious. Bisexual, yeah. But the only, the only criticism I have of that entire show is that I think the seasons, instead of being 10 episodes, I really think they would have had a special show if it would have been six episodes okay. where it was so because it was just it felt at times like they were stretching Stretch it too far yeah. um, it, this was even to the point that every season had a different theme song and it was a different musical theme song and it was about the psychosis she was dealing with to an extent it's a very smart show it, but it was only four seasons. seasons 13 episodes each. Oh, I, they kept it pretty tight in terms yeah. of the nerves they did. I, I think it could I have been tighter that. But I, I love that shows, shows that do that. They don't force us to watch And I think it's on Netflix, episodes. so I think you can – and the last season isn't there, there yet, but I think you can catch We're up. We're doing uh, – Sabrina just launched the yes. season two of that. Abby was just going shit nuts about that. Oh, my gosh. Shit nuts. And, uh, I still haven't finished season one. I've got to go finish those last four episodes. It it the the, the definitely builds. My, the, the last four episodes build. I, I think we talked about this before. I think where I lost it was that it kind of got into – feeling normal she is so selfish and well, continues it, through and she's something's going to happen to her and it, i think and i think i want to read the show the, the girl, showrunners you learned, danger girl the showrunners yeah. learned their lessons of they said we don't want to do fillers we want every episode to mean something and i felt like there were two or three filler episodes yeah. in there i was kind of like eh, give me so i need to go finish it and i will finish it i think it maybe it was just me but it was very uncomfortable when they really got into like you're marrying the devil. Yeah, for, but, there was some for a younger, about that. for potentially a not legal age female character 
She's in high school, so she shouldn't be marrying somebody. And then you're talking about marrying Satan. Right. That kind of got a little dark, a little fast. I got to digress real quick, because you, on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who was it you said you had a crush on? Which of the characters did you think well, was... Well, all of them, but um, Paula. I mean, I don't know why, but the, See, for the me, mom, I just... I'm well, first off, that. she has a classically trained Broadway voice. Yeah, and, like, and the singing that she did in the live episode. Yeah, Rachel Bloom yeah. saw her, and she was like, okay, got to cast her. She just has this glorious voice. Well, the, the one that... And it's not because she's she's pretty and teeny tiny, but Valencia, okay. with that big jackass and nose, and you, that, you know me when, know. when it has big, like big noses on women. Girls. And if you if I've never said this to you before, I like when someone is pretty. It's Sarah Bareilles, I who happened to work with my favorite producer in the whole world on her new album, and I was kind of like, okay, I kind of like her, but she has a big nose, and you look and you're like, she's not classically beautiful. There's something wrong from that classic, and that attracts me when something's wrong. Yeah, Valencia, I hit ended up. I when it started, I hated her character, yeah. and I ended up loving her at the end. Yeah, there was no one that I didn't love. Yeah. Now on to the story. I'm trying I'm to hit like, through where, everything. Where, where are we getting where, to? Finally, we are tumbling through pop culture. Um, Richard's not gotten to see it. Shazam. Shazam. We, so fun. We loved it. Sean loved it. I loved it. You're gonna love it. I, you know, I just have to find time. It wasn't on my priority list to go see. Everybody's telling me amazing things since it just released this week. So I'm looking forward to going seeing. I just don't know when to go. I mean, I we go to movies on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go home and the girls are going to be ready to go to see the movie. We, yeah, we, we, we go on Sundays. So I we don't go Friday, Saturday. The, the thing that so many films, the tonality of them, you know, when we talk about... Are serious? Well, Escape Dark, from the End of the Apes heavy. where it... Where it, it you know, it's shifting its tonality and, and those things work. And as a whole, does it work? I, this is the, this film doesn't scoff from the, the lore that makes the story work. It doesn't scoff from the, the, the sadness of a foster situation. It doesn't scoff from any of that. It knows exactly where it wants to go. It's a really well-made family film. If you take out the capes and the, the superpowers, it's still a beautifully still made family, family film. Care of itself. Who, yeah. who, who wrote and directed this? Do we know the who? guy that made Lights Out, and I forget his name, which if you didn't see Lights Out, that's one of the – you want to talk about a disturbing scary horror movie. film. Well, it's a scary movie, but the end of it's disturbing, but it, was, but it fits really well. Well, Lights Out was based off a, a little short that somebody made right. too, yeah. Well, I, I think it, he may have actually made it. How did he get the gig to do Shazam? That seems kind of random. I thought the same thing, but I, I don't know. But he did a okay. He did a lights out job on Shazam. Uh, lastly, so, is this, um, so Wonder Woman did well. Mm-hmm. They've got a two coming out. Aquaman mm-hmm. did okay, but I didn't see it. Did you see Aquaman? I yes. did, and I thought it was I thought it was a mess. I, it, I thought it, it, no, no, he's my, great. The the story the movie was a mess. You want to talk about tonality? My Netflix fans David that are F. watching Samberg. now on, on on rental are telling me that it's not very good. The director it's is okay. David people F. who came Samberg. from the theater like yes. it. So so is this something? Will Will Shazam and Wonder Woman help yes. the DC yes. franchise? Yes. Without question, Shazam, if, Shazam is something they can build a little bit off of, or at least make people want to go see their movies more. Let me put it to you this way: If they do another Justice League movie, Shazam has to be part of it, and I can see. All the wonderful interactions that they could have of being crushing on Wonder Woman, impressed by Superman, intimidated by Batman, maybe dude broing it with Aquaman, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and running, him, trying to run as fast as a flash. Let's well, then see you who get can the flash win. where he's, you know, and they, I, I, Ezra, Ezra Miller is that yeah. his name? He actually surprised me. That was one of the few things that just that he was thought. having fun in I the movie. I was like, he's actually got a little yeah. bit of what I expect. I think the two of them could be a lot of fun together. Zachary Levi is just man; he's a 
he's a superstar waiting to break out. I know he's already had his level of fame to an extent, but he needs to be even higher. He's excellent in that movie. We've yeah. got we've got a, a what's his name going over to do Suicide Squad. Uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. So DC could potentially have another hit there. Fun. You would think yeah. that he he's if anybody knows how to make fun with a random group of characters. Well, especially like something did, taking yeah. a little bit dark elements. I think he can ab- absolutely handle that. Well, I mean, so, we know so, he can dark. We've seen horror that right. he does. Yeah. It's just such a weird place to have Marvel have kind of crafted this universe to where everything is at least a B and watchable and enjoyable, even if it's not wow worthy. Right. If, if you're to worth- DC where you've got like, eh, this is okay. I don't but know. But how I can long did Marvel go again. through that before they didn't have that? Well, they, it, they had a ton of stuff for the longest time when they were trying to figure out how to even get into the world of making movies where their shit was shit. True. I mean, when you go back to like Dolph Lundgren, Punisher or stuff like that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, but, but, but Marvel, I mean, they basically just scrapped the universe to absolutely. start over. When they, and do, is DC going to have to do that again? Are we going to lose? I don't think you're going to get that. I think, I think that what they're going to do is they're going to look at, you know, Gil, Gil Gadot. Is that Gal, Gadot. Gal Gadot. She's perfect as Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa, you cannot fault him. He's great in the movie, even though the movie's kind of totally... But, he, but he's having fun. Yeah. He is. And Zachary Levi, yes, you keep him. Whoever uh, Matt Reeves decides to go for Batman, I don't think you could have a better director for Batman. You really... When you finally get how, to see... How far in production is that? Are we... How I far think they start shooting. Script? I think, no, that mm-hmm. he turned in the final shooting script, and I think they start wow. shooting in two or three months. Wow, that's like that. awesome. So Good. we're expected to hear a Batman announcement very soon of Good. who's cast. Probably, so, probably at San Diego Comic-Con would be the one that we... And you, you've heard what the idea for it is. It's rather hushish where we're... It's a detective story where he bounces from like Rogue's Gallery to Rogue's Gallery. Instead of being Well, that's what he should be. Yeah. And right? it should be. And he, that's what he said. He we, grew up a Batman fan. He said, why aren't we doing something like Hush or The Long Halloween where we're jumping from? I mean, and as he pursues no, it. No, no fault of Ben Affleck, but Batfleck was nothing but a superhero a who is going into places that he, he shouldn't knows how go to. Punch to people, yeah. Like space. Like it didn't make any... like. But, yeah. So just the other night, one of my my daughter's friends, uh, fighting Doomsday, a young boy is a you know, and I keep telling him like you need to like this boy, <laughs> but he likes Star Wars and he likes Batman, and he was saying Ben Affleck's the worst Batman ever. I said no, actually he's not. The content he was giving was shit. Yeah. He, there's nothing about him and his portrayal that that's bad. I don't. If anything, I think Val Kilmer's infinitely worse as a Batman than he ever was. Are you not going to go George Clooney and I, with I, the bat I, credit card? I, I, I didn't have a problem with George Clooney. If you states. do the Bill Fingerish kind of over-the-top silly era of what was at the 50s when they really yeah. started doing the big with telephones. With the big prop stuff. And he, he, and he, yeah. could, have, he could have embodied that. George Perfect. Clooney could have really embodied that. Yeah, But it was it was wrong where they tried how they tried to put yeah. it together. Take control. Take control of your Bane that never talks in the Batman movies. Um. As a side, because I'm going to tie this to Batman, have you heard about the new Hulu series called Act About that's uh, Patricia Arquette playing a mother? And this is based on a true story of Munchausen by proxy syndrome, where they, uh, you know, hurt your child yeah. and make them Get seem sick. Yeah. She put this child in a wheelchair, said she was had the chi- the mind of an infant when she was really 19 and just fine, but she kept even telling the child she was sick. Eventually, the child gets a computer, finds a boy online, they fall in love, she gets the boy to kill the mother. This is a real story. That's a real story. They've made a, they've made oh. a Hulu show of it. And it's, they made a show? And I'll tell you this. It oh. is, it's very well made, but it's one of the most disturbing things you've ever watched because oh. of what Munchausen, but Munchausen by proxy is not easy to watch a parent. When you're a parent and you hurting love your child. your kid? Yes, hurting because you're so sick that you can't that you figure out how attention? to... Pr- yeah. And it, 
having a 16 year old kid, there's a very weird thing about, oh. I want, I want more than anything to go back to the day when I could put my arms together like this and my daughter fits within my arms. Yeah. I want that. And, but you also realize I brought you here to be you. I mean, I was talking to you about this earlier. I lost my shit this week over a duckling that right. was a day old. Yeah, of course you're going to want to cuddle your child that you've raised for 16 years. But at the same time, you want them to grow. The reason I brought that up is the young woman who's playing the daughter. I forget her name. I'd have to look it up. My daughter, of course, found some really bad Netflix movie she's in. And she's <laughs> like, she's shit, Dad. And I'm like, no, she's actually great. Then I find out she was the daughter in one season on Fargo Okay, when they were in the snow, whichever one that was. She was the daughter there. Yeah, uh, with the single parent? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you remember she was yeah. a pretty good actress. Yeah. Well, she's also the young um, Talia um, uh, Agul Agul. in Dark Knight Rises. Do you remember the the girl that climbs out and gets yeah. it? That's her. Yeah, the, the one that Bane was protecting. Yes, and so at that point I had to go, Abby, and go, I'm sorry, right. you We're suck. Even though that's not my favorite Batman film, you suck. You, <laughs> she's actually pretty good in it. You, you don't knock a Batman. Has anybody else got pop culture stuff? We really ran through the let's catch up on pop culture. No, I was just going to say, my, I, I have a 10-month-old dog that still sleeps in my arms at night. Aww. And those pictures? She literally, she literally climbs into onto the couch, climbs on top of me, and then falls asleep and puts her head on it, my shoulder like a baby. The baby? And naps for like the hour, last hour watching TV. When I, the baby was a month old, she was a lap dog. She is not a lap dog now. <laughs> you no, put a she, picture like a, that on Facebook, and I will tell you, I teared up when I saw it. I was like... That's about the damn sweetest thing I've she ever just seen. She does. She's ten, she's now ten months old. She's she turns a year in, in May, and she it, we we sit down on the couch to you know watch, after dinner to whatever, watch yeah. one hour of TV before going to bed, and she's like, "All right, I'm climbing up. All it's right, time to get warm. I know, Daddy. Let's lay down and snuggle. What a sweet little dog. You Every know, night doesn't fail. That's where we need to end it because we're gonna we we went through everything, but this is what I'll say: Go love your kids. Go love your dogs. Be nice to people. Quit treating people like shit. Be good people, right? Sean, Sean, we're we're talking to you, Sean. Whatever. I'm going to treat people like I want to. Richard, it's been great in talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye. Bye, everybody. I was about to say, are you going to say bye, everybody? What the hell are you doing? At that point, I just look at you. I'm going to go out and be nice to people. Thank God, you're such a diva bitch. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.